Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Eric Burns. <laughs> Hello, Douglas. How are you? <laughs> you do not look anything like Melissa Hergert. Not at all. Not as pretty and uh, probably not as fun <laughs> to be around. <laughs> So, uh, as you guys will be figuring out real quick, Melissa's on uh, hiatus. Uh, we are recording on August 1st, and as we speak, she is stumbling around Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Yeah, so happy birthday, Melissa. S- yeah, celebrating 40 years. So, she is old with the rest of us now. Ooh, she's going to kill you for saying the age. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> So get that out of the way. Uh, happy birthday, Melissa. She's 40 today. Uh, if everybody uh, wants to get on social media and hit her and tell her happy birthday or send me an email to whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail.com and I'll tell her for you. Um, we are recording today um, from Gibney's Tavern in the Avenues in West Cobb. Um, We'll be having John Gibney on the show today, and uh, John's the owner of this tavern and quite a few others. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Brain Train Centers, uh, Keystone Realty Group, and Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors, as well as Gibney's Tavern, obviously, because they're letting us record here, so we better give them a few shout-outs. The best part is about them. You can come in and support them real easy by buying some drinks, eating some food, all the above, having a good time. They're on Dallas Highway, um, or Marietta Highway, or whatever it is right here. It's Highway 20, and uh, there's a 120. It's, it's 20. 120, yeah. Whitlock Avenue to Dallas Highway to Marietta Highway to whatever they change it to. I think it turns into God knows what down there, like Bill Carruth. <laughs> I mean, he keeps Charles Hardy. He keeps changing. The down. West Cobb Avenues. The West Cobb Avenues, yep. So... Uh, yeah, today's guest is John Gibney. Um, I wanted to do a few things before we get rolling with him. I wanted to, uh, one, remind everybody that anything you hear said on the show today is the opinion of the idiot who says it. <laughs> and, uh, and nobody else, nobody has it, no business or anything. It's an individual talking. And uh, if you're easily offended, you probably could find a hundred other podcasts on here that will make you happier. And uh so just just to say that, I uh, wanted to give a little bit of a somber shout-out today. Um, lost a good friend Saturday um, in a tragic drowning accident up at Lake Lanier. Um, wanted to tell uh, everybody to keep uh, the family and friends of Tracy Stewart of Stone Mountain, Georgia, in their uh, thoughts and prayers. And uh, He was a really good dude. He was a cigar smoker and a whiskey drinker and a great guy to hang out with. And anybody who was a regular at the falcons games knew this guy and he was a lot of fun to tailgate with and uh, we're going to miss him a bunch and uh it sucks but we're going to keep moving on and just everybody kind of keep the family in their thoughts and prayers and appreciate that very sorry to hear that so john gibney thank you for having me (laughs) i think we'll see how this goes Uh, i'm a little nervous i don't know why shouldn't be i mean we're drinking yeah we're bullshitting Awesome. That's pretty much what you do for a living, right? Yeah, and this young man has been supporting me for many, many years, so God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of where you started and how you got here, and just kind of roll with it. I'm going to take a little... Oh, okay. I'm going to take a serious. Well, came out to uh, West Cobb because of schools. We were in Smyrna for 20 years. My wife and I have two kids. I have a daughter, Ava, and she's started school today at Harrison, and she's a junior, and my son started Lost Mountain Middle, Reese, and uh, he's in eighth grade. So school's very important to my wife, so she wanted to actually move to East Cobb initially because her friends all lived out Mm -hmm. there. So I was like, I do not want to go that far. And I kind of didn't. I wanted to. My sister lives not too far away, so I knew this area a little bit. But I'm so happy that we moved out here, and now she is too. I mean, it's 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 awesome out here. No, nah, I love it out here. Yep. No regrets in where we moved. I'm only sorry that we didn't move sooner. <laughs> it was a good secret. Yeah, no, West Cobb schools are good out here. Harrison, uh, nobody famous 
from there at all. I'm just the starting quarterback of the yeah, Chicago right. Bears. <laughs> so we are supporting uh, very proudly the football team this year. So we're going to be uh, – I'll be on the sideline, and we're going to be supporting with meals, and it's going to be hopefully a, a new beginning. That's good. That's uh, they, they won the state championship a few years back. I believe that's right. And actually, my my daughter's boyfriend is uh, he's on the football team too. So we'll give him a shout out. <laughs> so uh, where are you from originally? I am from Staten Island, New York. Oh, I thought you had a Southern Alabama accent. Really <laughs> sure. I I never thought I'd leave Staten Island, but again, glad I did. I did come down here to help out a buddy during the Olympics uh, with a chain they had. Charlie and Barney's in the Peachtree Center Mall. So that snowballed into them offering him ownership and him offering me ownership. And then we winded up moving down here. And, he, of course, he was married at the time with the, with the child. So it was awesome, which forced me to move to Smyrna because I was living downtown for a little while. It, you know, I yeah, it be. wasn't working out. Yeah. <laughs> so did, were you in the business? Were you in the restaurant business in uh, New York, too? Or? I, in and out of it for years, I, um, I was I believe when I was a bouncer when I was 17 years old and uh, did that for a couple of years in bartending. I went to the police academy when I was, I went on a job in New York when I was 20 years old. So I did that for like three years. I wanted to be a fireman and uh, that didn't play out the way. So I wind up going back into uh, one of the commodities exchange, stock exchange, and then uh, basically got back into construction and bartending and then I, I did want to own a restaurant that was always my childhood dream everybody which, dreams of <laughs> being <laughs> painfully tired and broke <laughs> it's it's been a journey that's for sure and covid is still you know it's altered it so it's it's hopefully well, it's going to get back to thank normal. god you were in georgia <laughs> when covid hit uh, you are not kidding they, they got them they got them back open pretty quick yeah we had the uh, you know i have the the pub downtown and it's been uh, 26 years in atlanta yeah and uh-huh. uh, still in the Peachtree center mall still the same location we we changed the name my partner at the time joe romano who we changed it to gibney's pub he thought i had a good name for a bar you so, do and he, yeah. he thought romano was a little too much while <laughs> him and his wife owned the majority of it yeah and uh so and i think it was 2006 we changed it so and of course, you know, down there is it's still struggling a little bit, but conventions are coming back, and uh, it's been it's been a good business down there for years. So hopefully, it gets back. Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, it, it got a little a little shady down there after the riots and that, but uh, New Mayor seems to be he really does. He seems to be getting the police department back in order, and uh, they got the new new police chief and. It's, you know, I spend a lot of time downtown. I have a season tickets to Atlanta United, so we're down there right. a lot. And uh, it does seem to be getting a little bit better. And, you know, we were down Saturday night, and it's the first time we've been to downtown Atlanta on a date night in years. And I uh, went, went down to a red phone booth, and if you've never been down there, it's a really cool place, a speakeasy. And uh, I was surprised. It was, th- things, are, things are looking back up. I'm, I'm hoping that that's a good sign that things are coming around in Atlanta because Atlanta's a great city, or at least it was, and it was a great city for restaurants and, yeah. and pubs and bars. So It's got to happen. The infrastructure's there, so they cannot let it not happen. And yeah. we have the biggest airport, so they really should. It's a matter of time. Yeah, and with the conference, you know, the World Congress yeah. Center and that down there, they need it. Huge hotel going in by the Congress Center. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, between yeah. the, it's between the Congress Center and uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think it's going to be the biggest hotel in Atlanta. It's really? monstrous. And they did open a Hard Rock Hotel down there in Castleberry and right by the stadium. It's, it's got a rooftop bar. and it's been open about a year so there's, oh, there's they're some, building a margaritaville also it's already there it's, it's already on there. it's on uh international right across from centennial park yep it is it's right there uh real close to the tabernacle because i heard there's rumors if the casino bill passes they can convert it it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me and you know cnn's almost completely moving out of the cnn center mm-hmm. um they're moving pretty much all their offices to new york now all their production up there so there's going to be a lot of empty space there down where the old Omni was, where the Omni Hotel is now. And I look for that to be turned into some sort of a, you know, some to- sort of an entertainment district or something. It could be used a lot between the stadium, the arena, and uh, the Congress Center. And that would be good for your business down there. I, I believe it would be, and I would be very welcoming that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, 
I'm hoping. I'm hoping, like you said, I'm seeing a lot of the convention traffic's coming back. Been down for a couple of conventions here in the last six months, so. That's interesting, though, with the casino, because, you know, they, with the hotels, with the buildings above us, a lot of the people never came back. So there's a lot of space that they could do a lot of good things with if it was a entertainment district. Anyway. So West Cobb, I mean, this is a, how many restaurants do you own? Really just some, this one and the one downtown. And this would, of course, consist of the SEMA, which we may be rebranding. I'm uh, working with the landlord. Might be trying to do bagels. Believe it or not, my brother-in-law owned bagel businesses and. The closest good bagel shop to here is Arts, Absolutely. and that's a haul from here. I agree, and we do we make the trip just to get a good bagel. Oh yeah, so. my, my daughter, <laughs> my daughter who lives in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. That's there's two things she's got to do when she comes back, and that's Waffle House and Arts Bagels. Well, we're going to give them a run for the money, so that's uh, we'll see. We're in a process right now. I think I think it'd be good. Yeah, I think it'd do really good. Yeah. And that's in uh, the old Theo Brothers Bakery. So did they? Did you get all the equipment from the old bakery too? You know, or no? We did, but it turned out to be, I want to say it was mostly rotted and oh, rusted. They had turned, and, yeah, and they turned that into like a hot chicken place or something yeah. in the end. They had the, uh, the bakery's oven there, and I thought I was going to be able to use it, but I, I wound up taking it down. So we're going to do things a little different. We're going to be, we've done a test run already. We're going to be making bagels out of a pizza oven. Oh, wow. So yeah. you're going to boil and bake? Yeah, we're going to boil. We gotta, you got to boil. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, of course, you know, we're doing the pizza already. So we, only, we have the kettle. We have the mixer. We have everything. So. Yeah, I had the pizza last week. It's really good. So, you know, we winded up with Zuka. Once we... Uh, now, Zuka was your... It was the restaurant I opened up with uh, my two buddies from high school. We were all downtown at Gibney's, and, uh, which was Charlie and Barney's at the time, and... It was just too much for three of us in one location. So my partner, Joe, he found a location out here for Smyrna, and we did Zuka. And basically, we won the uh, International Pizza Show in 2008. And that, that actually recipe for the dough came from a friend of ours that we played football with in Staten Island. So oh, wow. Kudos to uh, Giuseppe's in Staten Island. that They really gave us a good gift. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I was single in those days, and I could walk to uh, Zuka's. I live so close, and I think I paid the power bill. I ate there so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is when the credit cards would start showing uh, them how much they were spending. We're like, don't show your wife that. You know? Oh, <laughs> Well, the worst was when my wife would show up, and there would be a tab hanging up there. And John would, hey, Eric left us last night. <laughs> well, to show my age, um, back when we first got married, we went to Jamaica. On, on a late honeymoon, like six months after we got married. And really, that's when debit cards were first coming around. We got married in 96. And this was, so this would have been spring of 97. And um, we, um, we had to use the, we had, my grandfather had a heart attack while we were on, on our honeymoon. And I had to make an international call from Jamaica. And I didn't have a calling card or anything at the time. So I had to use my check card. And I had no way of knowing how much they were putting on the card, charging me for this. And when we got back, I went to, um, it, was, it might have been Nations Bank then, Bank of America. And I went to the office. I said, I need to figure out how much these charges were so I can balance my checkbook. Because at that time, I didn't even have a computer. And uh, she's going down through, and she's like, ooh, you eat a lot of tacos. And I'm like, what? There was a Taco Mac that was outside the entrance to our uh, apartment complex in Douglasville. And we were eating there like three times a week. And she's like, you eat a lot of tacos. And she's going down there. <laughs> So, yeah, so, boy, if you were eating there when you were single, this was a while ago. Yeah, so I got married in 2005. So you opened up there probably, what, 99, 2000? It was 2001. 2001. Yeah. Now, was it right in downtown? It's more like in the little market. market? Yeah. Yeah. We're right across from uh, Atkins Park, which they opened up six months after us, and you know, everybody was concerned. You Are know, they still there? Oh, yeah. They're doing yeah. good. And, you know, we became really good friends. We traveled the world together, too. So Those guys, they started out in uh, Virginia Highlands, didn't they? Wasn't there? I yes. think was, that's the one we used to go to was in Virginia Highlands. Yes. Yeah, Warren Bruno was the original owner. Warren, unfortunately, did pass years ago. But uh, so Kevin Drew is there with Rusty Hamlin, who was a chef for Zach Brown Band and became a good friend of mine as well. So Yeah, we would go there on Tuesday nights and... Uh, Wyatt was one of the bartenders 
and Zach Brown would play on Tuesday nights yep. and Wyatt would jump over the bar and sing some songs with him but come to find out Wyatt has written pretty much every one of Zach Brown's songs so uh, <laughs> Absolutely. he's All not a bar- yeah <laughs> he's not a bartender anymore yeah, I would imagine not but uh he's got they had a pretty successful career Wyatt and Zach I was gonna say Zach used to play like almost like a house band at the Dixie Tavern up at uh, 41 and Windy yeah. Hill in Marietta so that's where uh, Rusty met him and then they started working together and then Rusty started at Atkins Park and that's where I so, became friends yeah. and now Rusty was on the Rusty's on the road with him now he does all the food for the tour wow that's uh you know the funny thing is is people who like country music the Dixie Tavern right there at the corner of 41 on Windy Hill and then Caddy Corner and it's not there it's been long gone but the old buckboard mm-hmm. and the buckboard um God, what was his name now that uh, was the house band in there that became real famous? Um, it wasn't Doug Stone. It well, was Travis Tripp played there a lot. Travis too. Tripp played there a lot. Um, Reba McIntyre played in there once in a while. Uh, Confederate Railroad played between there and uh, Miss Kitty's over on Franklin Road. But it was uh, there was another, and I, God, I cannot think for the life of me. There was another pretty big name. It wasn't. I was. I keep thinking Doug Stone, but it wasn't Doug Stone. It was uh, somebody similar to him. But yeah, that that's weird that that just that little, like one mile radius up there. There was a bunch of, of small bars that all these country acts started at, and I mean Zach Brown, geez man, you can't get much bigger than what he's gotten. You know when when uh, when Jimmy Buffett finally quits touring, Zach Brown's the heir apparent. He's going to take over that, and um, yeah. Now, now we're drinking his wine too. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad at all. Um, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy, and, and they've done you know he had his recording studios and that for a while, Southern Ground, and I think they've kind of stopped that. But Blackberry Smoke was recording with him. Um, I mean, he had a lot of big names starting to record with him too. So he's he. It's just kind of funny that that Marietta, Georgia, of all places, you don't think of that as a hotbed of country music, but it really was. You know, you think Confederate Railroad got really big, and I mean, God, Travis Tritt. It's still, I mean, touring and doing really well. So, yeah, I grew up right down the street from there in Smyrna, and I uh, went to Campbell High School. So, I guess Julia Roberts will be our famous uh, alumni from our school. Oh yeah, and, and Eric too. <laughs> Close second. Close second. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so uh, you married and got kids that you mentioned, and kids in high school here in, in, in Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any other plans for restaurants, or are you just going to try to handle the two you got? Really, just handle the two. It's uh, you know, it's been uh, working a little more than I I used to. So, got to get these going on the right track. And, and, uh, yeah, you it, mentioned COVID earlier. How did that change the the landscape business? I know Georgia uh, was opened up a little quicker than some other states, but you know, downtown we were closed for uh, eleven months out of the you know out of a year, and of course the landlord worked with us. You know, the, all the loans that they helped you know gave. The grants helped a lot, but, uh, you know, downtown is still not right, but this this one is still tough just hiring. We have a hard time. I know, you know, we don't have mass transit out here, so we can't get – it's tough getting staff, and that kind of limits the things we could do. We do want to be open up seven days a week. Currently we're open up six. Uh, we want to try to get more, you know, besides the bagels, trying to do more of the Italian concept that we did at Zucca and Smyrna. You know, I, I have all those recipes, and I really want to put them to use. We're trying to do some in this back room, actually. Yeah, this is this is a nice place. It's uh, for those that are local listening. It's the old Aspen's uh, Steakhouse that was in in West uh, West Cobb, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place and nice bar area, nice restaurant, a um, couple of nice private rooms, small and big. And uh, you rent these out for we do events. We we do, and uh, fortunately, you know pretty consistent with some chiropractors in the neighborhood but um it's funny the uh we moved out here for a little over four years ago and we came here once and i said to the waiter i said i'm you're gonna be seeing a lot of me i'm gonna i'm gonna be in this building a lot <laughs> my daughter laughs she goes yeah dad you're in this building a lot now <laughs> <laughs> so we we got to eat here i believe twice and then then they closed yeah, it last, I told you earlier when we were talking, it was, this was, uh, you know, when it was Aspen's, it was when they first opened, it was their favorite restaurant of my wife and I's, and then it kind of went downhill, but we still came here for desserts and drinks after dinner a lot, and 
and uh, glad to have you guys back open. It's kind of given this, this area doesn't have a lot of um, places like this to you know kind of a local tavern, local restaurant to hang out at. So, well, thank you. I know I, it's it's only growing, so it's it's getting better, and we're figuring out the you know the learning curve. It's been uh, just over a year right now, so yeah, and it's not the same clientele as your other restaurant. No, no, it's it's a different it's a different demographic, a different uh, probably a different. Uh, average uh, income level out here too so it's nice so down, downtown's interesting because you know everybody's on a three-day pass so you know they're in town for all their concert get ball game and you know so they come in they party it up for three days and you know we we like them but we like to see them leave too <laughs> <laughs> so hey uh what are we drinking well this is mcconnell's and my my boy uh you know scott kins kinsburner yeah, I think we've met. Yeah, he's he's awesome, and this actually, he reps this brand. It's it's phenomenal. What distributor is this with? Um, this is with National. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Scott, I forgot who he's used to be with Robert Shaw, but he's he he introduced me to this. It's delicious, I believe. I do drink a lot of Jameson on a daily basis, uh, just to cheers with the customers. But this this is good. Yeah, this not is, to interrupt you, but uh, what is the rules in Georgia with the distribution? Because I know does each company have to have their own distribution, or how does they have to? They can't sell direct. Um, okay, so it's changing every day. Um, so wine farm wineries and vineyards now can get a distribution license and sell direct. Um, brewers, microbrewers, haven't got to that point yet, so they can sell a certain amount at their place at their at their breweries but if they want to sell any kind of quantities 12 packs whatever six packs 12 packs they have to go through a distributor so they're still working through the three-tier system in georgia and i think as of right now distillers are the same way you can buy a bottle at the distillery you can buy mixed cocktails drinks at the distillery samples but they still have to sell through a distributor wineries were the first ones to get the self-distribute if they chose to and it's hard it is hard to self-distribute if if you get too far out from where you're located at and they end up most of the time finding the distrib- distributor and using them anyway but it's coming i think with the breweries is probably coming next they've been pushing hard to get that law changed and i think this next session it's going to get changed but as of right now yeah they got to play that game and the big guys make it real hard to compete yeah, originally when the breweries opened, they had to uh, you had to get like a couple of tickets and you could just sample. That's yep. right. they weren't even allowed to sell. Yeah, it's it's silly. It's archaic. I mean, Georgia's still got a law that um, no one person or entity can have more than two retail licenses. So, like Total Wine in Georgia, only two locations have liquor. You can have wine and beer at all of them. You can get as many of those licenses, but when it comes to liquor, no. No, you know, no name or entity can have more than two liquor licenses, and um, so yeah, total wine struggles. I mean, that's one of the reasons that you don't see the big, you know, minks and greens and things like that coming in and taking over a lot of small, small liquor stores. Now, I don't think with the with the restaurants you can have as many serving licenses as you want. I think, can't you? I, I believe, yeah. You know, of course, I'm downtown. I'm here, <laughs> but uh, I was trying to get the wine to go which they do, and I believe in the city of Atlanta or somewhere to be able to sell wine. It would be great, but not yet. It's, um, it's, that can be done down at the uh, city and county level, depending on if you're in a city limits or you're in a county. They can change that with local government. So they also, I'm seeing more and more entertainment districts where they allow you to um, have an open container. Kennesaw's got one downtown. Marietta's got one downtown. Uh, Dallas, Georgia just did one. I don't know if Hiram's done it yet. Ackworth, I think they're getting ready to do one downtown. So you can walk from, if you have it in a plastic cup or whatever, you can walk from bar to bar. So so what, uh, this this whiskey, what, it's an Irish. And this, this might be the first Irish we've had on the podcast. And that's a good thing. It's funny because I have an Irish name, but I'm just a little bit Irish. <laughs> and, uh, but I do love the whiskey. Now that's from Northern Ireland. That's Belfast. That is correct. Is it a sherry finished? Does it have it an is, age yep. statement on it? It, it is. Yeah. Five year sherry. This um, um this almost drinks like a Highland Scotch. Do you know I'm a 
I'm a big bourbon guy, but for some reason lately, I am loving just <laughs> Irish whiskey. Yeah, well, that's a lot of um, Irish whiskeys are finished in bourbon barrels, too. Yeah. I know Jameson does yeah. a lot of that. But this is sherry cask, so this reminds me a lot of non-peated Highland uh, scotches. And I love the Dalmore and Outdoor and uh, what's uh, the uh, Glendronic. And uh, th- that's that's what this reminds me of, all those. It's a, a nice multi kind of... You can definitely taste the sherry. If you, uh, this is a bourbon tasting wheel, but it works just fine for these types of whiskeys. And if you look in there, you probably are going to get in that burgundy area where you get the rich and sweet and the caramel and um, some of those other flavors. You're going to get that in here. So, because I can definitely taste the caramel and the vanilla and a little bit of the molasses, and that it's a very sweet. I know you touched on it in one of your prior episodes, but what was the uh, smelling through your mouth? Well, when you when you smell when you nose a whiskey, and we're using these are Glencairns. When you nose a whiskey, you should breathe with your nose and your mouth. So you should have your mouth open and breathe at the same time, and you'll get a lot of the. I mean, John, stick your nose in that glass. I mean, it smells (laughs) delicious to me. Yeah, and you pick up. All of those sweet and syrupy and just, this is delicious, man. This is really good. That's really good. Like John, I, great I, choice. Yeah, I, I could definitely put a bottle of that in the cabinet. I'm going to have to drink a few bottles to get one in. but Well, I expect to finish this with you gentlemen. <laughs> I expect today. to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, again, this is, is it McConnell's? Is that what it was? Yep. This is uh, McConnell's Irish Whiskey, and uh, I have never heard of this. It's a sherry cast finish. It's from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, I don't think I'm going to go to Northern Ireland. I'm going next year to watch Georgia Tech play Florida State. Nice. uh, August of 24. But I don't think we're planning on going to Northern Ireland while we're there. Aromas of dried figs, dark chocolate, and lingering spice. There you go. Yeah, I like the chocolate. Where are you finding that on your wheel, Eric? That's down in the orange, too. That's kind of like a mix between the burgundy and the orange. Yeah, I see that. I like the chocolate. No, that's, I'm a big fan of that, like the cho- cocoa and the chocolate and the, and the whiskey. So, that's, man, that's good. That is very good. I like a little spice to it. I don't like it when it's too hot, too much proof, but this was really smooth. That's probably just 80 proof. I didn't see anything. Most uh, most Irish whiskeys are. Yeah, forty six percent. Ooh, ninety two. Oh, yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah, that's really smooth for ninety two. Outstanding. So, do all the uh, distribution companies come in and have to put out their portfolio, and you have to sample and decide what you want to carry in the bar? You know, they really they try hard, and you know, some of them win easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I do enjoy the tastings and. Uh, the gentleman from National, he's a really good guy. So. Yeah. I don't know many people from National anymore. I've had friends that used to be there, but they're all kind of scattered in the industry now. Um, yeah, this job uh, has its, you know, its perks. You know, we taste a lot of wine. I've, since COVID, moved the wine box from out of the restaurant to our basement. So <laughs> we drink, my wife and I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, my wife's definitely moved to the more to the wine side of things and of course our guys at three strands we did an episode with them a few weeks ago and um yeah it's she's she's out there quite a bit she likes she and it's great to have a couple of local vineyards that are actually making good wine yeah a few of my neighbors have been there and uh, they really enjoy it yeah it's it was you know it's hard to believe that there's actually starting to be a true kind of a georgia wine region and but then when you found out that before prohibition they had like some insane amount of acreage in West Georgia that was the Hungarians were growing grapes and that Georgia was actually one of the biggest wine growing regions in the United States wow. before prohibition. Wow. And then they pulled up all the vines and burned them and shit. The government, you know, <laughs> we're from the government. We're here to help. Oh man. <laughs> they make everything better. Don't they? <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's, did you say we're the government and we're here to help? Yep. That's right. <laughs> Ronald Reagan said those are like the worst words you could ever hear, as yeah. we're from the government and we're here to help. So, 
Horrible. So, so if you had people getting into the restaurant business now, what advice would you have for them? It's tough. Right now, it's tough. If you, you know, if you're a chef, I think you can dictate, you know, a lot better. So, you know, trying to hire out to get good help. So, of course, you know, I can make pizza and, you know, I can work the grill, but, you know, you can only do so many things at once. The secret, <laughs> the secret give me recipes? Yeah, I like to, uh, you know, indulge with the customers a little bit and converse, but, uh, you know, you got to wear a lot of hats right now. I want to get back to the way it was. For a local restaurant to really succeed, and I've watched it time and time again, the ones that always fail are the ones where you don't have that personality that's out there working with the customers. Yeah. Somebody that they see, hey, John, you know, they, they, wanna, they want that connection. Food's got to be good. Cocktails have got to be good. But they want, that, they want that connection. They want that personal connection. And if the owner's not there or the chef's not out in front, you have to have that manager or somebody that's got that personality that they can interact and, and really make the customers feel like, you know, this is your place, right? This is, this is home. Yeah, my friends really enjoyed it last week when you went back and showed us the back room here at Gibney's. A couple of them, my neighbors came back and you, sh- you yeah, gave them a awesome. little tour and they're like, man, but that was so cool. That it's took time the little it. things like that that make it the, the, the personal touch that gets people coming back. Yeah, because they were like, I know he's so busy, but he took a few minutes to walk us through the restaurant and show us. And we thought that was really cool. So, I've seen your neighbors quite a, quite often. So thank thank yeah. you and thank them. <laughs> so. I'm trying to get them to be more regulars here. <laughs> There's a restaurant up in Ackworth, and I mean we all know who it is. And the food is, eh, it's okay, it's good, it's not great, but the personality man, he brings them back in every single time. Had a little bit of. TV time back in the day, I think about 10 years ago or so, he had a little bit of time on like CBS or something for some some contest they had and you know that that celebrity and that personality and stuff, man, it goes a long way in keeping people coming back. So you know, so you just got to continue being a charming guy, John. Yeah. That's oh, all you can do. I feel like I'm getting old. My kids are making fun of me every day. It's, <laughs> it's great. Oh, I'm an easy target for my kids also. <laughs> I don't know what I was wearing yesterday. My daughter just starts laughing at me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I used to upset me when they get like that. Mine, mine are adults now, so, and they still laugh at me. But, one, don't laugh too much because you're still asking me for money. <laughs> um, two, um, I know something, and sooner or later you're going to be in the same spot as me, and you're not going to be cool anymore either. And so, just watch it. Yeah, her timing is interesting because she's getting her license. To, she passed the driver's test yesterday. I'm like, I wouldn't be making fun of me. <laughs> no, no, that's my youngest one. Still has my car. Of course, I pay the. You know, every time it breaks down, she's like, "You got to fix your car." <laughs> it's like, good because next year when I give you the title, it's your car. But your they're, insurance. They're both out of school now, right? No, the youngest one, um, she just moved back to Athens this week after her internship with Publix down in Florida. She's got one more year in Athens for undergrad. She said that she's trying to get into get into law school up there. So, oh, Really good law school. They do. It's tough to get into. So she's looking there, and she's looking at uh, Georgia State, which also has a very good law school. So, um, But it's all on her after that. Like, I mean, this is it. I, I help them through their undergrad, and then... They're on their own grad school. And then your other daughter just graduated from Penn State. Yeah, she got her master's in acoustics, and she's, uh, she's, got, a, she's got a full-time like, adult job now. So I want to see them all this weekend. Uh, she, my oldest daughter's flying in Saturday. Youngest one's coming in Saturday. My niece is flying in. And uh, the rest of the family's coming to Florida. So for the first time in like 20 years, we're going to have the entire family down at the, a beach house in Florida. So all the nieces and nephews, my brother and sister, and hell, my mom and dad. My mom, mom and dad have been divorced for like 21 or 22 years, and they're both going to be there at the same time. First time since they've been divorced that they're going to be there at the same time. So um, speaking of liquor, I've got a bunch that's going down with me just in case. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a you tequila better. guy when I go to the beach, though. I like it a little. Oh, yeah, maybe you need a remote broadcast. I was going to say bring the yeah. camera. Oh, <laughs> no, nah, no. I am. Um, I think we're going to do a remote broadcast from Pigs and Peaches uh, Barbecue Festival when we get back. So um, I'm trying to think what the dates of that are. It's in Kennesaw. So 
the 11th and 12th. Or no, 11th and 12th, so it'll be the weekend after that. So whatever that be, the 18th and 19th, um, Pigs and Peaches Barbecue Festival in Kennesaw, Georgia. And I'll be, we're going to we're gonna fire up the, uh, the Drunken Duroc, my amateur bar- barbecue team. And uh, we'll probably do some, we'll do a live podcast from there. I've actually uh, heard compliments on your barbecue, believe it or not. Uh-oh, who told you that? I'll remain quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, look, I don't do many things well in my life. I, I married up, so I did well there. And uh, I know how to cook. And I, my barbecue is pretty damn good if I don't say what, so What's myself. your favorite meat to cook? I, my favorite thing to cook is uh, St. Louis spare ribs. Just because I've gotten, I've gotten a recipe down and... My mentor, Paul, um, Paul Holden, who owns uh, Willingham's Championship Barbecue, I cooked with him this last weekend. We did a charity cook. We cooked uh, 40 slabs, uh, 16 butts, 40 chickens, and uh, four 20-pound uh, briskets. And um, he, um, he's going to be on the show here sometime in the near future. We talked about that. But um, he really he worked with me on my ribs and that's what I've done the best with score wise I don't do a lot of competitions just because it's a lot of work and nobody really wants to help it is it's just way too much work so usually if I cook in a competition I'll go cook with one of the pro teams that I know but sometimes I'll do I'll do a backyard team so we're gonna we're gonna do a backyard team with uh, um, up here at um, Pigs and Peaches and uh, the, my backyard team's called the Drunken Duroc and you can find them on Facebook um i'll be cooking with a guy out of ohio david gross um and uh, i'll be cooking with he he's he used to be a food truck guy caterer all that stuff and of all things now he manages the uh chipotle over by big chicken but uh (laughs) pablo rodriguez um he is a uh he's a puerto rican uh barbecue guy man he's the bar what they call barcoa and uh or um and I may have butchered that and mispronounced it, but um, oh my God, that guy can cook like nobody's business. Just really good barbecue. And uh, it's, yeah, so those are the guys I usually cook with if we do the backyard stuff. It's a lot of fun. We, uh, we kind of cheat. We use a, a Southern Pride smoker. There's nothing, there's no oh. cheating about Southern Pride. That's a gas assisted it wood is, smoker. It is it's unbelievable. Amazing. It makes a guy from Staten Island a good barbecue guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's. <laughs> Southern Southern Pride, um, Southern Pride. I think Southern Pride, and I may be wrong, but I think Southern Pride may have just shut down. Really? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Um, I used to work with a guy from New York, and he said, "I'm doing a barbecue Saturday. Come over." So I came over, and he was doing hot dogs and hamburgers. That's that's when I came down. (laughs) That was it. We throw some uh, sausage on the. Yeah. I, I was mistaken. <laughs> it was Deep South that just shut down. They were gravity-fed charcoal smokers, and uh, Southern Pride's still in business. But yeah, that's a that's a gas-assisted wood smoker. It's uh, from, made for cooking inside, so they they uh, vent vent it out of the building. And um, no, there's a lot of people using a lot of people using those, and it's not cheating, man. That's that's good. No, that's you can make good. some good barbecue with that. Yeah, I'm I'm proud. Is there any food from New York that you miss? You know, growing up, we, lasagna was like, you know, that was when you went out as a kid. And, uh, but I guess every gas station, there was always rice bowls or risotto bowls. So we had them at Zuka. People were like, you know, I'm like, this is what we ate every day. You could just grab a risotto bowl off the counter and, you know, it's delicious. Yeah, My yeah. mom's all Italian, so and we grew up eating a lot of Italian food. Potato canish. Yeah. Like I didn't, yeah. get, I didn't get that growing up in Atlanta. <laughs> That's why I got to get into the bagels too, because you know my, we have a great recipe, we can do it good, and. Uh, I hope you bring a gluten-free bagel, man. Nobody does them around here. There's a neighbor of ours that does sourdough bagels, which is real, very interesting. Yeah, real sourdough, real you know fermented starter sourdough. I can eat that all day long, and it doesn't bother my stomach. And um, as my wife will attest to, we were in Ohio a few weeks ago, and her stepmother pulls this huge loaf of, of sourdough out of the freezer, and she goes, I picked this up for you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and 
and uh yeah i brought it home and made a pig of myself for the next few days and that's great but yeah i would love to have a good sourdough bag i miss good bagels and i miss good biscuits because nobody makes a good gluten-free biscuit and uh you know so maybe someday you've been to new york i haven't i've traveled a good bit and this is the one place i haven't been to do you have sensitive feelings <laughs> i do not that's Except good for the yankees beating the braves so many times in the world series i was a little sensitive with that yeah well fuck the yankees <laughs> <laughs> and i shouldn't say anything yeah one of uh, i forget that one. the third baseman came and was celebrating uh at charlie barney's years ago after the game uh Ooh. wade wade boggs or jim Larritz or i can't remember who's who's that my partner Joe would remember. He probably had a lot of baseball yeah, we, players come in there after the game. It was great, it, you know, because they used to stay at the uh, the Ritz down there. So we used to get all the all the yeah. players, all the bands, all the. It was great. You know, it's changed now. You know, they spread them out. Yeah, I talked to the baseball player one time, and he said that he would. That's a lot of times I go out to dinner after the game, and he would go to bed at two, and he slept from two to eleven. That was his schedule. Then he'd get up at eleven and start his process again for the day. Man, baseball's got that. Those guys play a lot of games in a season. What is it, 162, 160, 164? 162 games. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. Some of those guys don't even take a day off. Yes. And I especially couldn't handle, like, Mickey Mantle that, like, went out every night after the right. game. Those are the days. <laughs> well, he was, you know, him and, him and old uh, Babe Ruth, those guys were the epitome of uh, – physical fitness <laughs> yeah they were they were they were in shape mostly round but it was a shape so, so eric i got your kids how old are your kids now i have a 15 year old son hudson and my daughter is 17 and she just started her senior year today and they're at a hillgrove high school okay, awesome. so uh just down the road just right down the road yep. so, uh, we're kind of in between those two high schools really right in between and uh, that's why I've been trying to get a lot of my neighbors to come here so that's what he was saying a lot of my neighbors but just been pretty positive with my neighbors and the reviews okay. I believe it or not we are still my, my sister she actually worked at Hillgrove so we are trying to uh, sponsor Hillgrove as well because I believe it believe it or not I was a Hillgrove supporter before it was new even Harrison existed so but now my kids are going there so yeah, well, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I always was a big believer in giving back in the community that you, uh, your customers are part of. So it's good that you're doing that. Yeah. So uh, what's, what's the secret, man? You've got what's – the, what's the secret <laughs> to, to getting a restaurant up and running and keeping it up and running? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Gemini, so my wife, she's <laughs> like, you get, I always get two things going on, but always changing and always trying to, you know, make it better. So, thank God. I mean, is it local marketing, or is it just getting good, you know, good word of mouth, or you know, obviously the food is the most important thing, and the customer service. And we, you know, we we're not nailing them all the time together, but slowly it's happening, and uh, I think we're going to get there soon. But so far, it's I think the reviews are getting better, and uh, we're enjoying it. I think the customers are enjoying it. So we'll see. I signed the ten-year lease, so, and I've got, so I've got some options too. So I'm going to be here for a while. So, like it or not, you got me. <laughs> yeah, this is. Um, this, I think. How old is this? The, the this whole facility, not facility, but the shopping center. Things right at twelve years, and so there was a lot of churn at ten years, mainly because of COVID and people's leases were coming up. And they're like, oh, good, good opportunity yeah. to to get out but there's been a couple of you know really solid businesses in this area that in this whole complex that just have stayed and keep chugging along and it's a it's a good location a lot of traffic and yeah. good parking and i know that sounds stupid but good parking so important absolutely and i'm um, not saying anything that supposedly there's a lululemon coming here so oh, I just, that would be great how do i say this without sounding like a pervert <laughs> Well, don't tell my daughter. <laughs> oh, that, now, my, I, my now I definitely now. can't say it. Yeah, the $98 tight pants. <laughs> well, supposedly they have these men's, like, like casual dress pants or something that are all the rage. Yeah, I'm past the age to be able to wear those. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I think anything past the age of 25 is past the age of being able to wear I played those. golf with a couple of guys that wear the tight pants at the bottom, and I would, would not be able to pull that off. <laughs> My son's wearing the shorts, just so you know. So it's not just for women anymore. So yes. Wow. But that should help. Hopefully we get some good uh, you know, tenants in here. It's the end of the hooded sweatshirt when it's 95 degrees outside. Yep. Yep. Nice. And then, and then wear shorts and a t-shirt when it's <laughs> five degrees outside. That's exactly right. That's my daughter. That's a, that was my youngest one all the time. Oh, in the wintertime, my kids are like, the house is cold. I'm like, well, where's that hooded sweatshirt you're wearing in July? <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyhow, um, yeah, I, I, you know, if you don't, uh, you know, we don't have anything else to add. We'll kind of wrap things up. But, I mean, I, uh, I can't encourage people enough to come over here and see him. Um, stop down in Atlanta and see the Gibneys down there. It's uh, right downtown, right off International, close to the Hard Rock and yep. close to all the action down on Peachtree. Do you know what I should add? That uh, A lot of requests for live music. So we are starting on Saturday, 7 to 10, live music at the tavern here up here so nice are, are you going to do it outside or inside we're going to try to do it outside but uh and see how it goes but it's, yeah. it's a little hot right now so are you guys going to fire up at that nice beautiful outdoor fireplace this winter we, or this fall we we did and we will again yeah it's it's sat it's empty fun. for years never understood yeah. that you know one more thing i did want to touch on though too and you kind of talked about giving back here and you're going to be supporting the football team in that what other uh, what other charity or, or local community things are you doing? Well, again, everything's geared with uh, sports, but we try. Oregon Park is having their uh, their board meetings here, which is nice just to get involved yeah. with that. That's where all the baseball they have yeah. baseball fields, right? Yeah. yeah. So and um, you know the chiropractors, I won't because there's competing chiropractors, uh-huh. but you know they support and we support them. Um, they're just kind of donating to the schools. That's main, your yeah, main thing. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, yeah, I'm drawing blank. It's amazing how much get put back on the parents and teachers that come out of their own pockets for a lot of these programs. Oh, yeah. The sports programs, too. I mean, any of the kids that are playing sports, it's horrible expensive. Not that, I mean, school's about so much more than... Well, John what, can what answer that because his daughter was in travel cheerleading, and uh, that's pretty expensive. Yes, that Stingray Gym. They got us for 10 years. But now oh. she's doing the sideline cheer for uh, So we're supporting sideline cheer for Harrison as well. So, And how that, oh, my God, yeah, the gym stuff. I had a friend that's daughter did that, and the other kids just went without a lot <laughs> because of the one that was doing the cheer. Well, I think you and your wife are traveling every weekend to go somewhere else. You know, it was, it was a lifestyle. <laughs> I want to say it was like a cult almost, but kind of was. Yeah, how many uh, times you been to Disney? Oh, we did that. Yeah, my daughter started at three years old, so yeah, that oh. was part of the the ritual. You know, just add that we did just start supporting uh, Crunch Fitness. So now my family's members, and we are uh, you a corporate sponsor with them. Yeah, yeah. Then, so I'll I'll be on the treadmill seeing him up on the TVs. <laughs> And just to throw one out there, that hops grain and vine, Steve. Oh, he's, and Mike. Steve's going to do the. Steve's going to do the the podcast. Great they are guys. phenomenal. Yes, I mean, the, great people. Yeah, that's where we send. Um, we send a lot of people to hops grain and vine for the uh, different whiskeys we've had on here, kind of between them and Gem City over in Marietta. But Steve's the best man. Yeah. He those guys at hops grain and vine have been real good with us. Um, they've uh, kind of been a co-sponsor of a few networking events we've done but um steve yeah he's actually going to do the podcast eventually he's he's a great guy and you know you can you can do it right here if you want anytime steve uh anytime you want i appreciate that good people so good stuff so what's one question you thought we'd ask and we didn't and how would you have answered it i'm not gonna go anywhere (laughs) come on (laughs) give us one no, I'm happy to have walk-ons coming in. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> avoided that. I did. I mean, no, it's fine. You um, know, it's it's going to be good because we know, need I, more. I was with Home Depot for 25 years, and Home Depot and Lowe's usually build across the street from each other. Well, but that's always ask that's what I'm thinking why. is is if we have walk-ons and Ted's, which Ted's is a tiny little bar, but it's not a bad bar. So I got walk-ons and I got Ted's and I got here. Then I can do my own little pub crawl. 
you know, they should do that here. They, I believe they tried to get the open container, but uh, unsuccessful. But it would be great in this development. I'll make my call to Lisa Cupid. I'm sure she'll just listen to what I have <laughs> to say. Go. But they have, the Avenues has tried a few things recently with some stand-up comedians outside and some uh, yeah. different events. They're trying so, hard. They really yeah. are. And you know, eventually, it's going to happen. I mean, there's so much building going on here. I'm very excited about it. You know. Yeah. So those who don't know, Walk-Ons is a uh, chain that I think Drew Brees is involved in. And uh, it's Cajun food, mainly. It is. Yeah. A lot of, lots of fried food there too, man. Tons of fried food there, but it's it's mainly Cajun food, and it's going to be interesting to see because I've heard good things about it. Um, and like you said, it'll bring more people here, and more people here are going to see more of the other places that are in here. So it's it's going to bring traffic. So that's never a bad. Totally thing. Totally agree. It's going to be never good. a bad thing. Especially uh, both places have plenty of TVs because you cannot eat dinner in here and not see yeah. a TV if there's a sporting event going on. Well, I didn't uh, do what I did at Zuka. I didn't put a booth, uh, a TV in every booth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> what I learned that when my kids were little, I thought it was a great idea. And then my kids wouldn't talk to me. They would just watch TV well, the whole time. Again, <laughs> talking about our age, but if that Zuka was that far back, it was probably a tube TV in every booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Believe it or not, that's the first downtown, thing. that's what we had. But that was the first thing my kids would do, would get the remote, turn yep. it to Nickelodeon or whatever, and watch cartoons. So now they just stare at their phones the whole time. But back then it was yeah. TV. So. Well, look, if you like uh, like the show, follow us, please, on whatever platform you're listening to, preferably Spotify, since that's what we mainly host uh, the podcast on. But um, follow us, and then when you're done following, send me an email to whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail.com. We have our next drawing will come up and, and, and be entered into the drawing. If you send that email, we're going to give away a bottle of Blanton's, and we're going to give away a bottle of uh, whatever the seasonal wine is from Three Strands. So we'll be doing two drawings, and uh, you know, so share it, please, and follow us, and We'll keep kind of plugging along. Hopefully, we'll have our new studio done in the next month or so. And when that's done, then we can get a little more consistent in putting out uh, putting out episodes. It's been a little spotty through the summer, getting people here and and trying to find places to do the podcast. So, not having a studio hasn't helped. So, um, we'll have uh, we'll be able to get back to a pretty steady uh, pretty steady staple of guests and. I certainly appreciate John coming on and letting us use the place today, and we'll probably do one or two more from here. If yeah, thank you, sir, and thank you for letting me guest host. I know oh, anytime. I'm, I'm no anytime. Melissa, but I uh, hope she's having a great birthday. Yeah, you know, she <laughs> probably won't remember most of this birthday. So I talked to her earlier today, and uh, she she hadn't even started drinking yet. I was disappointed. It's Told probably her, only you, about how can, you, how can you drink all day if you don't start in the morning? <laughs> He well, said it's probably only about a what? 100 what? 106 degrees today. Yeah, but it's dry heat out there. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing Eric in, too. Thank you. Ah, uh, that guy. Yeah. And one request. Can we change it to whiskey while you work? Is that? Well, you're allowed <laughs> to do that. The rest of us can't. So. <laughs> cheers. Anyhow, Thanks, cheers. Appreciate cheers it, man. Time. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, good delicious. Choice also. Very good. See you next week.